0: Niggers saw it, now niggers talking. Welcome to Niggers watching. Niggers saw it, now niggers talking. Welcome to Niggers watching. Niggers saw it, now niggers talking. Welcome to Niggers. Yo, that's right. Guess we back episode thirty what thirty two? No, I twenty two. Yeah, oh, yeah, there no, it is. Thirty two. Okay, yeah, Magic Johnson. Shout Magic. out Magic Johnson. Shout yeah. out Magic Johnson. Yeah.
1: And y'all only had to wait six weeks for this one. And
0: you only had to wait six weeks for this. Or one. you didn't have to wait six weeks. Ooh, nigga spilled his water. Spilled my 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 spark. What is that? <laughs> Shout out um, Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna clean it up. But yeah, man, welcome uh welcome to episode thirty two of the show. Absolutely, yeah, I'm yeah, over yeah. Here making spills, and I shit. know,
1: right? Engineer over here looking for paper towels. For I'm so sorry, tiles. bro. You, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I nice it up jersey before too. It got real crazy. Yeah. No, no, no. We're good. We're gonna keep this in. I like. I like for people to hear Corey's mistakes. Oh, <laughs> I, just I,
0: like, I like. for
1: people to hear Corey's. I Corey's accidentally fuck-ups.
0: kicked the fucking. Uh, I don't know. Why I got the can down there anyways. But, yeah,
1: because uh, um, I'm usually the one that fucks up. So I like when people hear your fuck yeah. ups. It, it's, it's it's good for good balance. Good balance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying uh, niggas get to hear. It. But uh but episode yeah. thirty two. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? We, we you know, appreciate
0: y'all being here as always.
1: Absolutely, as you know, niggas are watching, niggas, niggas are watching, niggas always, have been watching, niggas have been watching this. always, niggas will continue to watch, niggas will continue to watch, hence so the, so we can continue uh, to, to do this podcast, this show. yeah, yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean, make this, make this podcast exist, so yeah, for yes. all of you in,
0: uh, uh, listener land, everybody out in listener land, in listener land, but, yeah. uh, to jump, to jump the show off, bro, let's, let's do it, let's go, let's get right into it, I got a question, man, so I okay. saw
1: a tweet recently that said, um, I, I, You know, I wish I say the tweet I was just so mad I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to look at the tweet no more So I just wrote down this topic for us to talk about yeah. But I don't, I don't know the exact wording of the tweet But it said There's There's no black directors that are like Say, like Chris Nolan or... uh, I think I
0: remember this tweet
1: Yeah, yeah So something along the lines
0: that there's no black directors he Basically like, he said Because y'all basically keep watching You know, these Snowfall and power. power Y'all mm-hmm. keep hyping up those shows and that's why we don't
1: have any black shout directors out like that. Um, yep. Yeah, shout out our engineer cleaning that mess up. Um, so my question is, are okay. there... Talking, we'll, we'll, I actually have two questions. It's twofold. Okay, but the first see, question is, questions. regarding Snowfall and Power. Okay. Those, in my opinion, those are two great shows. Uh huh. I don't necessarily think they're great black shows. I think... I definitely prefer Snowfall over Power, but I don't necessarily think they're two great black shows. I think they're two great cable shows. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how do you feel about it, though? Do you feel like they're great shows or that they're great black shows? I think they're, I think Snowfall out of the two, Snowfall would probably be like the more, um, universally critically acclaimed, like great show. Absolutely, I feel like Power is still a lot more of a niche series, okay, or not necessarily well, yeah, no, even the original, even the, the OG Power series including the spin-off spirit the spin-off, the spin-off series all of them are still pretty niche shows um would i consider them great just great black shows or great shows um with power i would probably just cons- i mean i don't like to to just generalize our shows like that anyways i just yeah, like to kind of like
1: i i think that's my issue you know what i mean yeah. um
0: if 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 I find a show to be interesting, regardless of who's behind it, I just think it's a great show, yeah, regardless yeah, um, so that's probably how I would feel about both. um but in terms of like one that is more accepted than the other, snowfall is is the oh I mean quite is, easy for sure quite easy um so people under people considering snow out of the two that you just that you just mentioned, people considering snowfall the truly great show out of the two you, it makes more sense because. You know, it was also on a, on a, on FX. Not to say that stars is stars is stars. You have to pay for stars, just like you have to pay to have FX or whatever. Yes, fuck. Um, both premium networks with premium shows. Power is not a low budget show. No, <laughs> at it, all. it's not. But I will say something. You know, not to cut you
1: off, but mm-hmm. I will say something about regarding stars. Stars has definitely sort of positioned himself as like a prestige black network. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, uh, especially like definitely. lately. And I won't say black network, like they're only making black shows, but right. they have like predominantly black cast. Yeah. Um, we make jokes all the time that 50 Cent's keeping the lights keeping on. Keeping the lights then. on. No,
0: but that <laughs> pretty
1: yeah, much Yeah, that's, 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 that's essentially that's, like what's going it's on. It's kind of what it is. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, they got other shows on there and, you know, I know they get a lot of, I want to say they get a lot of Sony's releases on Star. They
1: do. I don't know if that's going to continue, but they either. definitely they did before. They get a they lot definitely of
0: so there, there are other other things on the network, but in terms of like drama series, those are the marquee shows, the Power, yes. Power, and BMF, and all of those. And would you just consider those great black shows or great shows? What about you? What would you What, what would you consider? I, I
1: mean, so I definitely consider like like Power. I mean, so Snowfall. I said in the last episode that to me is going to be like my top five shows ever mm-hmm. personally. Um, Power based on what I've seen, because even to this day, I haven't seen like the final season of the original Power. uh, Tariq, I'm not fully caught up on. But the show, I I enjoyed the shows for what they were, which is essentially to me like just kind of soap opera type shows. I just happened to feature like, you know, predominantly black casts and um, had like well known names too. Yeah, well known names. It had like black, it seemed like black writers and uh, um, director and yeah, black writers and stuff like that. Um, and I enjoyed them for that I don't necessarily think of them as like you said as like qualifying them as black shows Um, although I'll also say similar to you I don't typically qualify anything as like black this white this uh, Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about a show like probably later on in this um, episode that could be qualified as like maybe an Asian show Mm -hmm. that I don't I didn't watch it thinking like, oh, this is an Asian yeah, show. I just watch it, you know it what I'm saying? A good show. A yeah, great show. even like something like a Squid Game. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it thinking, okay, this is exactly. a Korean show. I just watched it thinking this is a great show. There it is. Um, so I don't necessarily give things qualifiers, uh, but this kind of does lead me to my next question. Okay, which is having seen both shows, uh huh, in full. Yes, I think actually it's probably gonna end up that I have three questions. But having seen both shows in full, do you feel like as black people, as being fans of these shows, mm. is like holding us back from having <laughs> directors on the level of what this person described?
0: Uh, fuck no. Okay. This person is nuts. That is not holding us back from, because we still do have Jordan Peele. I don't know okay. what the fuck bro was talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's literally there, gonna there, be my next question. Are,
1: like, do, do you think we have any directors? We like have that? tons
0: yeah. of tons of directors who have original ideas, um, who are able to create worlds like a Chris Nolan or like yes. a, a Matt Re- uh, 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 like like any other well-known white director in Hollywood, a James. Yeah. Ben, like you have black directors who've been doing that, who've done it in the past, and who will continue to do it. Right yeah. now, of course, as we know, like in terms of like if we're if we're going will stay on the vein of Chris Nolan. Someone who's even has been inspired by Chris Nolan is making films that are original, that are new, that are not the norm for a black director. Peel has been making these movies. He's been a part of these other projects, even if he's not directing them. He's been helping to co-produce, you know, Monkey Paw. Um, So this person who's like black people are being held back Due to these urban shows, these shows that are skewed for Black audiences, that's bogus. It's yeah, ridiculous. And and
1: I it's mean, ridiculous. even to that point, I mean, a couple of things about that. One, both Snowfall and Power, I won't say they have predominantly non-Black directors, but they there's definitely a lot of people mm-hmm. that direct uh, more than a few episodes that are not Black. They're not Black. So to to say that's what's kind of holding us back from. um having those types of directors is a little weird. Yeah. Um the other thing too is uh even to the point of like Peel, the fact that Peel's first three films are all like original, mm-hmm. like Chris Nolan's Blockbusters. Uh, original blockbusters. Chris Nolan's first three films were not original. His mm. first Hello. His first one was original. His second one was based off a short story from his brother. Mm-hmm. His third one was based off of a, a, mo- a foreign movie. And his fourth film was um, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, he had one original one. In, and this isn't to take, obviously, anything away of from Because, obviously, his vision, what he ended up doing was was wildly original. Of course. Um, but even, like, like, I would probably have to go back to the tweet and see what
0: else he said. But, like, you know, Steven Spielberg, a lot of his stuff is mm-hmm. original. Like, I think... I think those directors, and, and, and to, to a point you might end up making as well, those directors had more access, more resources to be original, to be themselves, to, to come up with these new ideas, to pitch them to executives and get those movies made. Yeah. Like, directors didn't always well, have that. Well,
1: oh, I'll actually even make the point that... So... Ryan Coogler and Jordan Peele, another one, and even Ava DuVernay, Mm -hmm. they all actively benefited from being making movies at this time versus making movies before. So, you look at somebody like Spike Lee, you look at like Robert Townsend, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. look at like Tim Story, uh, F. Gary Gray, John Singleton, they were all making films at a time where it was like Mm -hmm. you're either, yeah, uh, Antoine Fuqua, uh, they're all making films at a time where it's kind of like, okay if you're going to be a black director, you're either going to make quote-unquote black movies or you're going to make like these random big-budget action movies or these random whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Tim's story going from like Barbershop to Fantastic Four is kind of Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, he's one of the very few $100 million black directors uh, or multiple $100 million black Mm -hmm. directors. Um... If Tim Story or Antoine Fuqua or John Singleton were able to make films at this time, they might have gone in directions like Jordan Peele, might have gone in directions like Ava DuVernay, might have gone in directions like um, Ryan Coogler, where they're able to almost make exactly what they want every time Mm -hmm. they choose to make a movie. If Jordan Peele had started making films, like if Jordan Peele dropped Get Out in 1998, every movie after Get Out would have been... Like Get Out. No, no 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 it actually wouldn't okay. have been like it would have been like he almost similar to John Singleton like he would have done like a Fast and the Fierce Tokyo Drift instead of Two Fast and the mm-hmm. Fierce and then he would have did like you know similar to Tim's story he might have did like fucking The Punisher War Zone yeah you know okay. what I mean it like, would have I'm been movies that people saying. it would have been movies that's like oh, okay Jordan Peele like you're a good director but you know you're making these random ass big budget movies that mm. don't necessarily speak that to don't you don't really yeah or it would have been like a Spike Lee type career where it's like you're making these movies that speak to you, but, like, nobody's necessarily going to watch them. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's necessarily going to watch them, you can't exactly get the budget the, that you yep. might deserve. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's as good of a director as Spike Lee is, him doing Black Klansman is almost an anom- anomaly. Because he was able to get the kind of budget that Spike Lee deserves. And he was able to make the kind of movie that Spike Lee would make. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, like, really well-known and a lot of people yeah. wanted to go see it. Like, I think it made... Nearly $100 million on, like, a, a less than $20 million budget. budget. Um, that said, I don't think a lot of the black directors that we know that are famous now would have gotten the opportunity to do that. Even, like, Ryan Coogler. So, yeah. Ryan Coogler, you know, he starts out with Fruitvale Station. If he had done Fruitvale Station in, like, you know, the early 2000s, the likelihood of Ryan Coogler getting ready to do Creed afterwards would have been have. I, I, I'd be very surprised if he was able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be very surprised if they would have, one, allowed him to do it. And then, two, the way the technology was to do a movie like Black Panther, yeah. just for it to look like that. We're not even talking about the subject matter. For him to be able to do a movie that looked like that, you know what I mean, that was able to uh, show Wakanda in the way that they were able to show Wakanda, I think would have been very hard to do. And yeah. um, Going into the subject matter, I don't think it would have even been possible to do it the way that he did it. Um, if it wasn't in 2018 so i i think a lot of black and even like you know other minority filmmakers have gotten better opportunities Mm -hmm. to do things that kind of work within a realm of what they want to do but i also think a lot of like as as me and you being cinephiles we're very we're like i wouldn't even say anomalies and cinephiles but we we like things that up a lot of black cinephiles probably don't like mm, you know what I'm saying you. that we we kind of fuck with a lot of things, so we kind of give a lot more chances to like a lot of black filmmakers, so like mm-hmm. we will support them in doing stuff, but I don't think everybody's like that uh, there's a lot of black people I know that that didn't see nope, and some that I know that did see nope that didn't necessarily didn't like really nope like, yeah, yeah, so I know I know it's a little bit harder for black filmmakers, but at the same time, I don't like seeing comments like that um because I'm like. I'm like, I mean, bro, come on. Chris Nolan, how many think people do you think went to the theaters to see fucking Following? How many people do you think went to see fucking Memento? How many people do you think went to go see fucking Insomnia? If Twitter was around and he did all three of those films and went to do Batman Begins, do you think niggas would have been jumping through hoops like, oh, let's go see Batman Begins? Like, you know, only reason Matt Reeves don't get no shit for fucking uh the last Batman movie he did is because he did all them Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. movies. Um, so... I, I just think there's a lot of black people, um, that are quote unquote cinephiles. Um, none of which that we're close and friends with, right. uh, that do need to give a lot of black, uh, filmmakers, uh, just more of a chance because I, I do think the, the very next, you know, um, uh, I wouldn't even say black Chris Nolan, but like the very next filmmaker that is going to wow people on the same level as like Chris Nolan, and a lot of these mm-hmm. other, um, like, De- I think, uh, you mentioned Dennis Villeneuve, uh, wave. Villanue- yeah. um, a lot of those filmmakers that are going to wow people like that, or you know, no matter what color, race, or creed that they are, mm-hmm. um, they are going to come up. We just got to give them a chance, and I think we got to right. we got to stop looking at things through certain lenses before we start giving them a chance. Oh, so we
0: can't give them a chance personally? Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, the, the, the original tweet was is ridiculous to think that you know uh, black people are being held back from having those you know uh, visionary directors that we already have. Um, yeah <laughs> um, due to shows like Power and Snowfall and which, VMS, That's just shut up super like, weird, especially
1: you, a show like Snowfall, which I think is shot really really well, and it's on film, and it's on film, a lot of film. it's on film yes. a lot of it is
0: on film, like so yeah i I what's that one that that one meme is like you know, no, that's bait right there, I'm not going to yeah. Like literally one of those, one of those tweets is usually just someone who is just vying for some type of interaction and they're going to get it. Yeah, yo, that get person it. got it. That person got it. <laughs> you were for sure going to get got it. Got it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I I think that, um, I think we're, we're still in a, in a good, a good place in general for, for black television and, and cinema in general. So. I, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, but you were talking about Ryan Coogler earlier. Yeah, I was is. just about to
1: say yeah, because going back to the Ryan Coogler, um us talking about Ryan Coogler. Apparently, he's he's doing an X Files. He's doing a, he's doing the X Files series or movie series. Okay, it looks like according to. So I mean, I don't. He himself didn't confirm this, but um, the original creator of X Files said that Ryan Coogler is looking to do mm-hmm. um, a sort of remake. I would assume it's a TV show. X Files works a little bit better as a TV show than it does as a film, um, but he's saying that at some point it's going to come. Uh, the creator, I so I'll I'll, I'll say this: the, I think the creator was kind of trying to like shit on what Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. planned to do because he was kind of like you know we've already done everything that I think is possible regarding X Files, um, which is you know mostly true. Uh, so he's kind of like I don't know what Ryan Coog Is going to have to do next mm-hmm. um, But I'm kind of interested In seeing. scene uh, I mean, How do you feel about this? How, did you watch X-Files?
0: Yeah I watched I mean I've never watched X-Files in its entirety I mean it's They have a lot of Fucking episodes It's like nine
1: nine seasons <laughs> I'll say this Me and my girlfriend Are like re-watching it now. Oh really? Or, so I, I watched like part of it when I was like really young because my mm, mom was a huge same, fan of it
0: same same um
1: same. I remember watching like the very very last season because I was like that's the only one I kind of remember because I was old enough to like be aware of what I yeah. was watching um but me and my girlfriend are like kind of re-watching I watched like the first three seasons a few years back but mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend kind of re-watching the whole series yeah it's a re- it's a really good series oh oh I you have know a, what I mean yeah yeah that's, um, that's for sure and I also kind of agree because we're on like the fourth season and I'm like Every episode, I'm like, all right, what the fuck are y'all niggas gonna do now? Because y'all, 22 episodes a, a season, you know I what am. I mean. We ain't like halfway through the fourth season. It's like y'all done already covered a lot. A I don't know lot. what else there is for y'all to cover. Yeah. Um, but you know, if this does come kind of to fruition, I am kind of
0: interested. Yeah, to see. I'm. In, I'm, in, I'm. I'm always. I love whenever you know uh, a new director, black, white, yeah, Asian, whomever, um, but a respected director. Let's put. Let's just say that. I love when a respected director, someone who actually has like something to show for their work, like something that is not only critically acclaimed, but like just a really good movie. Even if it's not something that is well known by everyone, but they are known for making good art, good work, good shows, good TV, I mean, uh, good movies, whatever. I'm usually always very interested to see how they put a spin on something that, you know, uh, some IP that we are familiar with already. So, yeah. X-Files is a show and they I know they, you know, have movies as well. Um, but this is a series like you just said that has you know a, a lot of episodes A lot of seasons You know We are all pretty f- not We're all I can't say that It's pretty general But most of us Are pretty familiar With the X-Files Especially if you You know Grew up in the 90s and, Yes You know You're watching TV In the 2000s And you just like Watching reruns of shows That was Heavily syndicated show Man um, Wow <laughs> Still is heavily syndicated Still heavily syndicated um, I'm excited to, to, to see what spin He's able to put on it Kind of like Peeled with With the Twilight Zone I'm, I'm Yeah I'm interested So I'll say I'm did you, did you you watch Peel's uh, Twilight Zone? Uh, the first season. The first I season? Think he, I think he has multiple seasons, yeah. It was like two seasons. Yeah. Two first
1: seasons. Season. Shout out Dance and He was in uh, one was episode in, in, in uh, what's it called? It was, just, it was a decent episode. Uh, and they actually did it uh, both in color and in black and white. Mm. One thing I didn't like about Peel's Twilight Zone, which is actually the same issue with the earlier sort of revival of Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone works better in a half hour yes. than it does in an hour did it in an hour. It didn't. It didn't quite work. They had a few episodes that were like, okay, these are pretty good in an mm-hmm. hour. But other episodes was like, if you would have cut this off in a half in hour, hour. hour. Um, and I, I kind of think, I kind of think, uh, as long as Ryan Coogler's X Files, if it ever comes to fruition, um, doesn't fall into the same tropes of Twilight Zone, where it's like, excuse me, I'm sorry, where it's like you try to do something, you try to take make the series something that it's not um i think he'll be okay i'll say this about ryan coogler i remember when uh he just got off of fruitvale station and there was rumors that he was going to do a rocky spinoff mm-hmm. with michael b jordan my first thought was yeah that's cap there there's right. no way this thing is going to do that like that doesn't even make sense he just hit fruitvale station he's not going to do something like rocky like and then it was like oh no this is really going to happen mm-hmm. and then he himself said if it was his choice Creed would have been like his first movie and then Fruitvale Station might have been a second. Um, I think if this is something that Ryan Coogler wants to do, Ryan Coogler is going to make it work. Um, it's probably going to be, you know, better than anybody probably could have expected. But I also hope that they're able to kind of stay true to what X-Files is and do something that's like, you know, worthwhile in, in terms of watching. Because, right. um, you know, like I said, Peels P- Twilight Zone was cool for a few episodes, but there was a few episodes I was like, ah, uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't necessarily... We didn't necessarily need this reboot that reboot Yeah, it's, it's a little tough, it's a little tough um, but you know uh I feel like in a general sense these days doing a doing a reboot is not it's not necessarily easy um same thing kind of with sequels mm-hmm. like I don't know if you heard about the Bad boys four coming out,
0: yeah. Yeah, I know they're like currently filming for Bad Boys Four right now. Yeah, so I oh, know but, last which week. Which is also to that, Bad Boys Four being the fourth one when Bad Boys Three was Bad Boys Four life was is just
1: Yeah. That was very
0: That was not a good idea to name it that.
1: I don't I don't know why they they didn't like nobody in the Nobody in the studio was like, okay, why the fuck don't we just make the next one Bad Boys for Life? Um, I also kind of felt that way about like um, Wakanda Forever. I was like, you know, Black Panther 3 or 4 should have been called Wakanda Forever, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I'm not working in these marketing departments, so however you guys want to market your movies, market your movies. Yeah. However, Bad Boys for Life definitely should have been the fourth edition. I don't right. know what Bad Boys 4 is going to be called, but... That said, they're already shooting.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, you know, you know, Will Smith needs some uh, needs some good press. (laughs) I
0: need some good press.
1: Uh, They're getting the uh, the same director from Bad Boys. This is going to get so for the rest of the show, we're going to call the last one Bad Boys 3 and this one Bad Boys this, 4. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just do so that. So we don't
0: get confused. So they're getting the same directors from, from Bad, Bad Boys, Bad Boys 3, 3 for Bad Boys 4. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then some of the same actors. Uh, you seen Bad Boys 3, obviously. Yeah. Yes. yes. So a lot of the same actors that were in Bad Boys 3 without giving any spoilers, okay. they're bringing
0: back for uh, Bad Boys 4. Uh, dude, what, what do you mean without spoilers? Who ain't seen Bad Boys 3? I, I, I don't know. It, it came they, out in they, 2020, I so about I don't. Three years, about yeah, three years I
1: don't know if y'all got to see it on a <laughs> TV or whatever uh, or streaming, but um, yeah, and the same directors, yeah, who um also directed the pilot of uh, Snowfall.
0: Oh, the pilot episode of Smoke. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh Abdi and Bilal. They also did Batgirl. Okay. Yeah, they're they're actually really good directors. I've I've always enjoyed a lot of their work, but um. It's like two
0: two, um, Middle Eastern people, uh, two Middle Eastern guys. But yeah, what what else do we know about about the movie besides, you know? Nothing.
1: Martin Lawrence is coming back? I I know
0: Martin Lawrence is coming back. Yeah, but that's almost literally about it.
1: I would assume, and this is a a big assumption, that it continues off of the plot that we saw at the end of, like what they kind of teased towards the end of um, Mm -hmm. Bad Boys 3. Uh, where it's kind of like, you know, they're working with sort of a new crew. Um, Mike Lowry's son, you know, is, is in jail and he's sort of getting ready to start some type of, a being a father with him. Right. Um... Outside of that, nothing else. Um, I'm sure they're going to probably keep plot details as close to their vest as humanly yeah. possible.
0: Is uh, because obviously this is going to theaters like the past three bad boys. Yeah, um, I'm positive this is going. To, they
1: they saw what happened with Emancipation. They're like every Will Smith movie is going to theaters. Needs to be
0: in theaters. Yeah,
1: because we got to make this money back.
0: Because who's distributing this one? It's still Sony. It's, okay, still it's
1: Sony. Still yeah, it's at it's uh, CinemaCon Con, they had a the little presentation.
0: Okay,
1: where they were on set. They've been filming this for about a month now.
0: Oh, okay, so which that, makes
1: sense. I don't know if you follow Will Smith on Instagram, but he is—he's been sh- doing a lot of shit with Martin Lawrence, and I was like, oh wow, he, makes sense. I was like, they're really serious about Bad Boys Four, yeah. and I was like, oh sh- no, because they're actually he was, shooting it
0: because then, wasn't he also a Martin? Shout out Martin Lawrence also getting his star on the Walk of Fame. wasn't, he, yeah. wasn't he at the ceremony, right? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so take mean, a had a drink. Take a drink break. Yeah, take a take a quick <laughs> sip. Take
1: a quick sip. Whole lot going on with Bad Boys yeah, Four. Yeah. Uh, I was very surprised to see that that was shooting, but yeah, no, no. I mean, personally, I'm excited. Um, I don't think I talked too much about it on this particular show, but uh, I did do like a Bad Boys Four versus or Bad Boys versus like Rush Hour trilogy type mm-hmm. thing. Um, just to see what was a better trilogy. So I, I do hold the Bad Boys series in like high regard. High
0: regard than Rush Hour.
1: Yeah, actually, low-key. Okay. Low-key. I thought that's what you were saying. You were saying that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was just saying I hold the Bad Boys series in a general in sense. A, oh, okay. In a general sense I regard, But I do hold those three movies higher than... Um, Rush Hour 1 through 3? Yeah.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think... I know this is a bit off topic. We're going to move on to our other topics, but real fast. I think the... the I, I might have talked about this earlier, but the first Rush Hour... In a general sense, is a better movie than all the Bad Boys movies. I feel mm-hmm. like, however, the Bad Boys movies are more consistent than the Rush Hour movies.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: I, I I think Rush Hour two is decent, uh, but Rush Hour three is like not that good in my personal opinion. Right. Versus like you know, Bad Boys one is you know really good. Bad Boys Two is cool. Bad Boys Two and is in, cool. Yeah, and Bad Boys Three is pretty good.
0: Ba- Bad Boys I think 3 is Yeah, good. Bad yeah.
1: Boys Three is pretty good. I, like, I
0: got to see. I watched that one in the theaters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a chance. So I wish I could have. But Bad Boys Two is uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I, I do hold the uh, Bad
0: Boys series in pretty high regard. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for the next one. Well, um, I mean, someone you in, in terms of Rush Hour because you, I know you were you were you know hold um Bad Boys to a higher regard in Rush Hour. Chris Tucker's in Rush Hour, right? Absolutely. Chris Tucker's also in Air, right? Absolutely. How'd you feel about Air? Let's talk about Air. How was How was How was that one? This is an Amazon original, ladies and gentlemen out there. If you don't know, this is a film that is about how the legendary sportswear brand Nike courted the legendary basketball player himself, Michael Jordan, and um. This was Amazon's first, like, original film. Now, it's not their first original film in theaters, right? No, I think, okay, they've I think they, had they had a few others, right? Yeah,
1: I'll I, top of my head, I couldn't tell you, but I'm pretty sure they had a few others. Right. I know the only the biggest reason this one went to theaters is because, because it tested of, really well because it did, yeah. The, the yeah a lot screenings. of people, why, like, yeah, a lot of the people saw the test screenings and were like, you know, this is a pretty good movie, so they put it out in theaters. Yeah. Although, in my personal opinion, that you got a movie with directed by Ben Affleck, starring Matt Damon, um. Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans—like the list goes kind of on and on and on. Jason Bateman's in Bayman. it. Uh, to me, uh, it's a little weird that there was never a thought to put it in theaters. But um, <laughs> right, excuse me, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think uh, in the previous episode we talked about um, just this cast. Mm-hmm. Like this cast alone is like we okay. have talked about this cast. We have. Like this is a pretty good cast, um, really good casting. I, I, I think it, we might have been talking about Marlon Wayans. It might have been an episode where might we're talking about episode, um, um, Requ- uh, requiem for requiem a requiem for a dream. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I think it might have been that particular episode. But uh, yeah, go back and listen if not. Um, but yes, yes. I, I I honestly thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I think a lot of. There, there, there's, like, a lot of, like, biopics where it's, like, you kind of know the story, but you're just excited. Like, Straight out of Compton was mm-hmm. almost like that, where it's, like, you, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you want to see them, like, you want to see these niggas kind of get from point A to point B. Right. Um, So, I, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, uh, Air. It was a little weird because there was a couple, like, parts in, the f- like, the theater I was in where people were, like, cheering. And I was a bit like, y'all, all right, like, y'all... y'all Y'all do know he ends up signing with Nike, right? Like, right. <laughs> like <laughs> motherfuckers my, my saw, like, the first ever Air Jordan and were, like, they were in a the theater, like, what? Niggas were, cla- niggas were clapping. And I was like, all right, yeah. all, right all right, y'all, yeah. come on. And, and granted, it was a nice-looking Air Jordan. I mean,
0: yes. It was I, a very, very, very
1: nice-looking, nice like, Air, like one. Very, but, very nice. You know, I was a bit like, okay, let's 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 chill, let's chill. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. Uh... Quick little random fact, that was like Ben Affleck's first movie that he directed. It wasn't like a crime drama.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because he you know directed I mean? Argo, right? He directed Argo. Okay. He directed uh, The Town. Who
0: directed and Gone Girl? Not him.
1: David Fincher. Okay. Fincher. David Fincher. I, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, But he also directed, I think it was Gone Baby Gone. Hmm, Something from, like that. Something with Casey Affleck. It was like his first ever movie. That was also a crime drama. Uh, point is, this is his first one that what wasn't.
0: Is, what did him and and Matt Damon their Oscar was from Good Will Hunting, right?
1: Yes, that was Gus Van Sant. They they, they wrote it, for wrote it,
0: for writing. They wrote okay. it.
1: So typically, when they're on a movie, they'll they'll write it. If they're both in a movie together, they'll they'll rewrite it. Mm-hmm. And I guess with this script, they uh they rewrote it um to the point where whatever the original script was. So I, I guess, you know, to get, like, uh, you know, almost inside baseball or whatever. But uh, when Ben Affleck decided he wanted to direct it, mm-hmm. um, they were like, okay, we're going to rewrite it. They obviously talked to Michael Jordan about, like, some of, of the course. things he wanted to see in a movie. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a well-known fact that uh, he wanted Viola Davis to play he his Lord mom. The, the lady paned. sitting next to me in the theater told me that at the end of the movie. She's like, you know, Michael Jordan wanted Viola Davis to play his mom. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I you. Know, thank you for that information. Thank you
0: for the inf- that yeah. information. I don't
1: want to be mean and be like, I already knew that. But I was like, she was so excited after watching the movie. Um, she wanted to say something to the nigga sitting next to her. Was um, the white woman that told you that? I don't know because I didn't even look all the way at her. I oh, just okay. listened to her and said, "Oh, thank you," and just walked away. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we've already stayed too long. I'm like, tired of random strangers talking to me. Right, dude. Um, Tell me about it. But no. Uh, Chris Tucker himself also said that uh, the character that Chris Tucker played, Michael Jordan specifically requested that character to be in the film because I forget the name of the character, but that person um, helped. He was essentially, like, the, the president of basketball operations at Nike at the time, mm-hmm. then eventually became the president of, like, you know, the Jordan brand. Right, 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 yeah. And he, I think he still is to this day. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that's who Chris Tucker played, and he, yeah, Chris yeah, Tucker was yeah, like... He is, actually, yeah. He yeah. is still. And it, it, if you watch the movie, this was, you can definitely tell, but Chris Tucker imp- improvised a lot of... A lot of it, yeah. A lot of what he was saying. Um, And, you know, obviously you could tell, but uh, when Ben Affleck was writing, like, um rewriting the script, that's kind of... How we ended up with, like, the Marlon Wayans character. That's how we ended up with, like, the Ben Affleck character. Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker character. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, like, in talking to Michael Jordan and getting his input and when they're rewriting the script, they ended up with, like, okay, like, we need to sort of include these characters. Mm -hmm. They casted actors that could sort of improvise these, like, stories that could make these characters feel like real. Yeah. But they also got actors that. that could do like the drama and the comedy aspect of it really, yeah. really well. Um, but I overall, I, I you know, I thought the movie was really good.
0: I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. What's your, what's your Letterboxd rating? What'd you give it?
1: Oh, man, I should have put it actually on letterbox. but I, I'd probably give it like a 3.5.
0: You gave it a 3.5?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'd probably give it a 3.5. What, what
0: made you give it a 3.5 out of 5?
1: So it was actually really good, but there were some things like the fact that they didn't, show Michael Jordan at all in the that. film I, I liked it but I didn't like it because I think there was a I think Michael had say so in that one I think so too because like it's, it's not necessarily about Michael Jordan it's about it's about you know Sonny
0: Lastrow yeah, and, and, and uh, his mom
1: and his mom you know what I mean so like I, I, I think that's very true and like you know as you know me and you kind of know that story yes. we've known that
0: story very well for a
1: while um but it was very obvious they weren't showing Michael Jordan, and I think it got a little bit too obvious, especially when you got like to like that that sort of meeting oh, towards finally, the climax, yeah. yeah, to where it was a bit, and, and you know, like even the conversation with the mom where she was like, "Okay, well, he wants to own this," like I think while it was very obvious that probably Michael Jordan didn't want somebody to play him in the film, like they're probably. Either waiting to do that later, or mm-hmm. like he just doesn't want that to ever happen. Um, it it didn't necessarily take away from the film, but okay. it was just it was just so obvious to where it was like when you got to the end of the film, you're like, okay, we did not see Michael Jordan mm-hmm. at all in that film, and it could have been better. And I think the other reason why I'm giving it. Like, it could have been a 4 or 4.5, but the other reason why I'm not giving... It's because it it very clearly wasn't geared to be in theaters, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, You know what I
1: mean? Like, it it was a good... It was an enjoyable movie, and I probably enjoyed it more in theaters than I would have enjoyed it at home. But in watching it, it's like, okay, this isn't... This isn't really meant... You could kind of tell, like, they didn't... Ben Affleck didn't film it thinking, like, this is going to go straight to theaters. Mm -hmm. He filmed it hoping people might eventually see it in theaters and like right. he probably like screened it for himself watching it in theaters but i don't necessarily think he was making it like okay everybody who watches this movie is going to enjoy it the most is going to be watching it mm-hmm. in theaters um yeah that, that's the only reason what prevented it to me personally from getting okay. five uh what about you you know let's hear your view and like what you uh what you might have get the movie
0: oh man i love the movie i've seen it a few times. Uh, you know, whenever I got a chance to see it a little early, I was blown away by it. I thought it was the story was great. Of course, like you just mentioned, we all knew the story of how Nike courted Michael Jordan. We get it. We, we, we can Google. And um, yes. but um, the way that that it was, uh, you know, depicted in this film, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that Michael Jordan, there wasn't someone who was playing him, even though there was. You just never saw his Obviously, yeah, you just never um, saw his face. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot because his presence was, was so big, so grand in the movie anyways, that you didn't need anyone there to play him. He was, he was present. He was, the movie was about him. Yeah. So, well, yeah, even though it focused on, on uh, these other moving pieces in his life was about him. And so you really didn't need to see him to know that this movie, that he was still very present and very involved in this movie. Clearly. Um, I yeah so I enjoyed it a lot man like I said I saw it a few times um can't wait to be able to well I I think you can rent it now if I'm not mistaken but they're making you rent it that's crazy well well I don't know if it's it's like fully streaming yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it if it has a streaming release date or anything like that so if you want to watch at home you probably gotta have to rent it that's crazy um (laughs) uh, before it before it actually becomes uh streamable. Um, but I did enjoy it a lot, man. Um, I really also thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I don't know. I just enjoy Jason Bateman a lot too. Um, I like Jason
1: Bateman. A lot. I just I, I yeah. do.
0: Even if he's just Jason Bateman in his, yeah in, in movies, which it, which tends to happen, which tends to happen. But it's it still it, it, works. It, it, it's a reason it works. It's it, exactly. Um, I thought Matt Damon was was was. Probably one of the most enjoyable Matt Damon films that I uh, roles that I can remember. Um, he's had a lot, but yeah, I'll a, say. A recent memory, this is probably one of the more enjoyable.
1: Probably roles by him. in the last like ten or fifteen years, I'll say. Like maybe the Martian might have been slightly was...
0: more enjoyable,
1: but yeah, probably in, like the last ten or fifteen years. That's probably Definitely. one of the most enjoyable Matt Damon. Um, roles.
0: Seeing Ben Affleck as Phil Knight was <laughs> was something. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, um, was. Which, it was. It was actually worked though I mean it, know, it it did it, I, it, it worked he wasn't meant to be this this huge part of the film anyways clearly he yes. was more really behind the camera, you know he just wanted to give himself a role at the same time um but no, I enjoy the film overall I mean of course the the, the star of this movie because she's the star of everything ah oh, yeah she's in it she's the star viola davis is viola davis is egotch viola yeah. Davis.
1: That reminds yeah. you she didn't show up until like what forty five minutes, Something like, like, that. like yeah. an hour into the film. Yeah, it's it, like a it two a hour while. movie. Like it was, it was a minute before yeah. she showed up. Yeah, but when
0: she did, she was there. Yeah, and we couldn't get enough. So, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it overall. My my letterbox rate, I gave it a four out of five. Okay yeah it was a very very solid film i left like kind of like your your screening you know people were clapping people were cheering yeah um which which adds to the movie it was it was funny too of course like oh yeah absolutely you know, so i mean at the end of the
1: day when you have a film with uh jason bateman chris Tucker, and marlo waynes it's gonna be it's, it, you're it's gonna, gonna have be that. funny yeah. and
0: uh buddy who designed the, the shoe was, was oh was something yeah, yeah 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 um and uh, uh um but yeah, I gave it a four point uh, not four point five. I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd because I really enjoyed it, man. I probably I probably could have rated it a little higher. I probably felt like I if I actually, rated it any higher. I might have actually given it a four and a half out of five. I might have. Oh, okay. I was gonna but say it sounds like you enjoyed it. I enjoyed a it a lot, lot yeah. man. Like after the movie was over with, like I love those movies, you know, that when you go, you know the story, or if you don't know the story, it's one of those movies that you can kind of just like Turn your brain off and just watch a good movie. Yes, yes. That's that's you know, one thing
1: I thoroughly enjoyed just about watch it. watch
0: a good flick. And, and it's not, it was under two hours. which It <laughs> was, it was. Love which that. A thousand percent <laughs> love.
1: I, lo- I love anything 90 minutes is like, okay, you got me 100%. But if you're under two hours, it's definitely like, okay, you, you're doing something right. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, but I'll also say, um, in addition to, you know, I agree. It was very, very well acted, um, all the actors that we named. It was also really, really well directed. Yes. Um I think the the scene when um you know uh Sonny is like, you know what? she's like explaining all the reasons why Michael Jordan needs to sign. And that. then they started showing like the little different clips. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was like that a really was cool really scene. Great, yeah. And I, I thought it was really dope that the movie didn't end there, that it went on right. for like another like fifteen or twenty minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I thought that was really cool. Um so yeah, yeah, no no no. I, I I think there was a lot about the movie to uh to enjoy, especially
0: um you know, regarding the directing. And um Michael's agent was I can't think of who was his agent. Oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he was he was, was funny as fuck. He was some of the fuck else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, I, I enjoyed the film a lot overall. If you have not seen air, you can still see it. If you don't go see it in cinema, in theaters, I would say in cinemas. In cinema, oh lord! If you don't go see it in theaters, it will hit Prime at some point. If you don't want to wait till Prime, if you can rent it, then go for it. But it is, it is a, it is a really, really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the directing, writing, acting, everything, story. I was all in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was all and in. you know, it's a phenomenal movie. It's, it's certainly worth seeing if you get the chance to. Uh, honestly, like, even though I said like it, didn't, I don't necessarily think it was made for theaters. Mm-hmm. I think if you get a chance to, you should
0: see it in theaters. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you can see anything in theaters, old or new, you should go. Yeah. Yeah, I go a lot of times to see old titles that came out before I was even alive in theaters because I... Didn't get to see it in theaters When it came out originally I wasn't alive Okay um, A lot of movies from the 80s The 70s Or early or even early 90s Whenever I was alive But I wasn't At the fucking movies Watching Silence of the Lambs
1: Yeah That's says
0: <laughs> I saw that
1: on VHS actually I think the only time I've ever seen it Is on VHS mm. So I actually need to watch it At least on digital
0: Yeah At, 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 least. <laughs> at
1: least At least At the very least So on I, actually I got a question I know we got okay. some other shit To talk about But real quick Yeah
0: Return of the Jedi The Star Wars movie mm. is coming out Back in theaters. Yep, yep, yep. Are you four, gonna go it see it? Forty years. Um, probably not. That's more of your speed, too, huh? i I've, bro. I've seen. You've Return seen. The the, you've seen. Yeah, I know you. Like, yeah. i probably go theaters. Yeah. I it, it I, I I can't remember because I know I saw it on 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 all of the apps on Fandango, AMC, Adam, everything. Is it gonna be an IMAX? I don't know. I couldn't okay. tell you. I, I'll tell you this. I don't know that it was made for IMAX. Of course, back it wasn't. Then. Yeah. No. 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 So
1: I think. Like, nowadays, if you, if they don't, they might not film something in IMAX, but because it's digital, they could figure out a way to, They could like, figure out a way to, transpose to it. kind of almost, IMAX. yeah, make it almost IMAX, or, like, you know, mm-hmm. they might film it with a camera that's not necessarily IMAX, but it's not necessarily, like, like standard. Yeah. So they could kind of, like, okay, they'll just add a little bit more picture into it when you watch it. Right. Uh... I don't know if they can necessarily do that with um, Return of the Jedi. Mm, so, okay. I don't know.
0: Maybe, I mean, it's 40 years old.
1: Yeah. So. But that said, it it might... I don't know how they're showing it, but it mm-hmm. could be like um, 70 millimeter, 35 millimeter, Ooh, something like that. I'm sure. Because it was definitely on film. It was definitely, it was, definitely yeah, on yeah, film. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, no it wasn't digital. digital. It wasn't digital. It was definitely on not film. Not in 1983,
0: it not wasn't digital. Me. Yeah. Uh. So, you don't know if you're going to watch it? I'll, I'll probably watch it. I mean, why the fuck not? You know, even I, if... Uh, Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, Return
1: of the Jedi is not one of my favorite Star Wars movies, it's not a bad movie.
0: I'll probably be in there, sitting front row. Some not front row, hell no. Please don't Um, sit front row for that. Fuck no. But um, no, I'll probably be there, man. Look, hey, one thing I can say, shout out to our our future sponsors of the show, AMC. (laughs) (laughs) That A list takes care of you. Oh, does it? It takes care of you. You want to go see a movie on a random day throughout the week? Oh my goodness. Oh, you want to see it in the best format possible? Oh, my goodness. Go for it. Bro,
1: so when I saw Mario last week, Mm -hmm. bro, I could have saw Mario in, like, 10 different ways. uh Uh-huh, exactly. I I, I was supposed to work that particular day, and, like, it ended up being that I didn't have to work. I was like, all right, I got to kind of be at, you know, some type of whatever thing Mm -hmm. in a certain area. And I was like, all right, I could either stay in L.A., watch Mario, watch another movie and then drive to where I need to be mm-hmm. or I could drive where I need to be, watch a movie there a movie you know there. what I mean? Yeah. I was like, all right, right which right. one's going to work out time-wise depending on, it ended up working out that I need yeah. to drive first, saw Mario, saw where I saw it but uh, yeah, all that said, that a list will take. you, That a list takes
0: care of you. AMC holler at us. Sponsor the show. Oh my but no. I'll, so, but to that point, I'll, I'll probably end up sitting down. I would say. I, I would say, I would say go Jones. watch it.
1: I would say go why watch not? it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? They 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 they, they throwing that motherfucking theaters man man is motherfucking. Hard. Hey
0: man, I mean there's there's a lot of titles. Uh, you know, I oftentimes when I want to see really old movies in in theaters, I'm usually in New Beverly. He uh Quentin Tarantino's theater, he always Bro, was playing hey, the Did the you best.
1: see uh Mario? The old Super Mario when they put it there? Oh, they did have it there in 35mm. It was sold out. Yeah. Bro, so apparently I didn't know that I, I guess it's it's gotten like a cult following. The movie? The old school Mario has gotten oh, a cult yeah. following in mm-hmm. the last like I guess however many years. Yeah. Uh, I don't have you seen it?
0: I don't think I've ever seen the original Bro, so Mario.
1: So the I've seen I saw it one time. Is it from what ninety what ninety like two or ninety three okay. something like that? It was like there's like an L.A. Times article where they're talking about like just how bad the whole shoot was, which I read recently. And it, apparently it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it, it 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 just went south quick. Like the directors don't even be working no more. That's how bad it went. Oh damn! But okay. yeah, but all that said, uh, I remember I saw it on Disney Channel when I was like living in Florida when I was like s- six or seven years old mm. and I remember watching a movie and be like, this is like really like a weird ass movie. Like I don't, mm. and this is like, like I remember I used to play like super smash Bros. So, like that yeah. at that time, that was my whole experience with like Mario. Right. You know what I mean? Like that and like playing on 64. Uh, so yeah, that is, it, it's a really weird movie. We should probably like watch it and then like review to. it for yeah. like the the next episode let me, just yeah, uh, Let me
0: let me do that actually. Yeah. Because I can't recall if I've ever seen this maybe when I sit and watch it I'm like okay some of this is coming it, back to me.
1: It's like a really So what's funny is and I I haven't seen a movie in a very very long time like mm-hmm. oh, probably like 20 years almost uh, if not more than 20 years actually. But I feel almost like it's it's like if um if they tried to do like a live action Mario now to where it's like you guys just take a little bit of what works in, like, the video mm-hmm. game and they just do a live action version of or, it.
0: Or fucking, uh, fucking Roger Rabbit it. Do both.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, I mean, it worked with Sonic. <laughs> it worked with Sonic. Uh, so, you know, there definitely there, there's some type of precedent in doing it in video games. Mm-hmm. But from what I remember, the movie it was like a very weird, very bizarre Just, very, very weird, very bizarre movie. Actually,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about it now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like the, the more I think about like how I remember it, the more I'm like, I should probably watch it now as an adult. Yeah, just to see like how, how I enjoy it. If I enjoy it. If right, yeah, big yeah, it's if. True, you know what I mean? Because it was definitely a critically definitely, planned movie for yeah. for some decades. And
0: it, yeah, and it came out during a specific time, so it, it probably is dated as a motherfucker. Oh my god! Oh my! God. It, it seemed dated, dated when I
1: watched, it. and <laughs> this was like in the early two thousands when right. I watched it. Uh, but once again, you know, it has a cult following, so I'm interested to see, uh, interested to see what what these people pay great money. At a uh, Quentin Tarantino's theater to see. Man,
0: him. look, I will tell you this: I'm that that Mario screening was show at, was uh, sold out. Yeah.
1: Do, so I know you go there often. Do they sell out a lot?
0: Yes, frequently. In general, though, in, in in general, for whatever title they're playing, it's, it's even like Django.
1: They are always playing Django. Mm-hmm.
0: Always playing Django. Always playing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Always playing Inglorious Glorious Bastards. Kill Bill. Every, obviously, all always movies, playing pulp yeah. fiction Tarantino films. Of course, those sell out like that. Doesn't matter if it's an eleven fifty nine showing. It's probably going to sell out. <sighs> That's how much people love going there to see old Hollywood films. And sometimes he'll ha- like he had Glass Onion there on film for like two nights of course sells out like that yeah but um it's it's just it's it's one of those hollywood purists uh, th- uh just experiences yeah. going to an old hollywood theater because this used to be the the, the new beverly's been around 4 years he just Projectors, bought it yeah. you know um so it it has just kind of like uh the pacifics uh dome like it has that that same type of 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 like Vintage Hollywood charm to it Yeah And then you're playing like Old and some new And you're playing like Some urban titles Like you know A few weeks A few months ago Whatever he had Fucking belly And paid in full on film At at his theater Like Really? Yeah Sold out Cause niggas was there to see Belly and Payton Fool. Like niggas, niggas, or like. Niggas and, and white people, everybody was there to that's, see that. One. That's crazy. I can understand Belly, but Payton Fool is Peyton actually a double feature night. It was on like a Monday. Bro, I,
1: if if I tried to get a ticket to Payton Fool or Belly on a Monday night and could not get it at the New Beverly, I'm I would sick. be very sick to my motherfucking yeah, stomach, sick. bro.
0: But no, that that definitely is. um. And I was saying that about like some of the more recent films that I've seen in theaters. I'm like, Oh, wow, I cannot wait until Tarantino and and the New Beverly get their hands on the 35. Um, yeah,
1: 35 millimeter. So they this. can put yeah. it on
0: the on they site to tickets on sale for Maverick. Yeah, w- millimeter. what's
1: probably interesting is, like, there's all the people that are buying those tickets to where they sell out is probably thinking the exact same shit, mm. you know what I mean? I mean, yo, that like, that's what's up. I know, um... There's a theater in Los Feliz that they just bought. Uh, not, I don't know if Quentin. Tarant,
0: I, I actually think Quentin I think Tarant, you might have. I think I know. What yeah, you're yeah,
1: talking yeah. About. I because I used to live not far from that theater, mm-hmm. um, and I think they bought that theater and they're gonna kind of give it like that whole new Beverly, um, whatever the fuck they're doing like, over yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: um, not not that long ago, they were playing like um, some Denzel movies in 35 <sighs> millimeter. Uh, Devil in a Blue Dress Oh my god That's uh, actually a really great it's, Underrated it's, it's movie a, yeah. Very underrated one I agree um, I think they were I think they play like Man on Fire And fucking like I don't I think I've seen Training Day on I haven't seen it But I think I've seen it On, on, on the schedule Cause every time Every month They put out the schedule For the movie For that like that what they're gonna do yeah. For that month Did you Did you see the Equalizer 3 trailer? I haven't seen the Equalizer 3 trailer not but yet. I know who it's him. Dakota Fanning's in it, right?
1: Yeah, Dakota. It's pretty much a Man on Fire. Ring,
0: there it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Antoine Fuqua,
1: of course. Of course. Antoine Fuqua. Yes. Um, fucking obviously Denzel, Dakota Fanning. Um, and I think so. In Man on Fire, they're in what Mexico. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. In Equalizer three, they're in Italy. Okay. So you know, it's the same type of vibe. Like, oh, they're in a
0: foreign country. Mm-hmm. Um, did you fuck with Equalizer two? Uh, I think I only seen the first one. I know it's a show too. It is a show. I think so. One of them I have
1: on Blu-ray, but I think it's Equalizer one that I have on Blu-ray. Definitely seen one. I've seen one for sure. Definitely seen one. I don't know if I've seen two off the top of my head because that's the one with Ashton
0: Sanders. Oh yeah, he is in that. Yeah, he's in. He's in it. He's in that. Um, But speaking of the Washington family, ain't they up to some up to some stuff? Yeah, they absolutely are. What's that?
1: So, I don't know if you heard, Denzel is planning to, when he did Fences, okay. uh, he had got, like, he had essentially decided that he was going to do uh, a lot of, like, all 10, like, um, August Wilson plays. Mm. Um, he's going to, okay. like, do them, I believe it was with Netflix. Um, okay. So after fences, it was like he's going to do a bunch of August Wilson plays with uh, Netflix. Like this on. will
0: so the, some of the stuff that they're currently working on is is a Netflix deal, pretty much. Then
1: I I want to say piano the the one we're about to talk about is uh, Netflix, but I'll say um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That was another August. That Wilson was an play. August Wilson. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that obviously started Viola Davis and um, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Um, and so. Initially, they were saying they were going to do, like, you know, one movie every year. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how, like, the plays work. The plays yeah. are, like, one play every year type shit. Yeah. Um Obviously, that's not how movies work. Of you know course, what I mean? You can't do, course. like, one movie every year. That's like Unless you are yeah. Harry. Uh. And we see how that turns out. TP going to put him out. Yeah, he is. Two years. year. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it might not always turn out the way <laughs> you want it to. But, um... So yeah, uh, with the piano lesson recently, the piano lesson was a play. Okay, that um, John David Washington was in. Okay, uh-huh. with Samuel L. Jackson, um, both of them are also going to be in the, um, in the in the in the film in the film. Okay. I believe Corey Hawkins, who played Dr. Dre in uh, Straight Outta Compton, is also going to be in the film. But um, oh, that
0: makes sense. I think he's also in. Um, 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 um he's in um, the Color Purple.
1: The, the the one that's coming yeah. out the end of the year? Yes. Oh yeah, shout out to that nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know that
0: one's based on the musical.
1: Yeah, that was based so, on the color purple yes. musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know we were talking about CinemaCon last week, but uh, Oprah came out with them when they were presenting it, mm-hmm. and people were talking about the trailer for that one, and they were like, yeah, they apparently at some point they put this is Nacho mama's uh, color purple, so whatever fuck they finna be doing in that movie kudos to them niggas I'll tell you that or kudos to them not kudos, kudos to them r- niggas r- <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, no no going back to the uh, piano lesson um, I'm, I'm actually very excited about this uh, this is a play that I read when I was in high school uh, one of the first August Wilson anythings that I read uh, very very good play uh, apparently when it was on Broadway somewhat recently mm-hmm. um, I know this nigga's always catching strays so this is the one time we're gonna oh, shout this nigga boy. out shout out my boy uh Jonah you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. He saw yeah, the yeah, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had said the play was very, very good. Jonathan Majors did well. Uh, Jonathan Majors, I'm sorry. John David Washington. <laughs> John David Washington. <laughs> John David Washington did well. Um, Samuel L. Jackson did well. I believe Samuel L. Jackson's wife directed the play.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: uh, regarding the film, though, um, Denzel directing? Washington's other son, Malcolm Washington. That's right, that's right. He's directing the film, who and this is his directorial debut. Uh I looked hey. at his son's IMDb, Malcolm Washington's IMDb. He directed like one other's like short film or like one or two other short films. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be dope. But Denzel Washington is uh producing it.
0: Yeah, he's uh, nepotism. Hey, look. Hey, black look. nepotism, let it let it let it let it flourish. You know, <laughs> a lot of people talking like shit it. about that whole
1: Nepo baby thing. Nepo. Um mm-hmm. at the end of the day, hey. if it's looking like something like this, like
0: so, uh, we'll say this, you know what I mean? Well, first off, let me ask, how, how, how do you feel about this? Do you think... Um, knowing that it's obviously based on a play, and I know how heavy Denzel and John David Washington and the other names you mentioned are in the, on the theater scene, I'm excited about it because, I mean, we saw how great Denzel... Well, great he is in everything, but with Fences, for instance. Yes. Um, I mean, that's, that was another, like, career best performance from him. Um. Yeah. And you know, we under, we know how that that award season went. You know, we don't have, we don't have to we don't have to talk we don't about it. To talk about it. But I, I'll say this: Viola Davis and Denzel Gay probably their best performances
1: I'm, in any movie I'm just, ever. I'm just saying. <laughs> we don't talk about
0: how who who won what award, but yeah. you know, you know, we're not gonna get into that. But so, but yeah, to to your to your original question, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean. uh Directorial debut. I mean, sometimes directorial debuts for 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 uh, directors can either be like fucking career changing. Like now you' about to get every single movie thrown at you, yeah. or you may never get asked to make another movie again. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's it's really sink or swim. Um, but I I feel like he has the support behind him, obviously by who his family is, and just kind of already having. People like John David Washington and Corey Hawkins and uh, Samuel Jackson, Jackson, like who are are, are already in the Broadway play, so it's not like you're having to teach them how to be these characters.
1: I I don't know if Corey Hawkins. (laughs) Corey Hawkins. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Corey Hawkins. Definitely Samuel and and
0: John David. Yeah,
1: those two, and they already got praised for their performances. So it's like if if people watch the movie. And don't feel the same way people who watched like, the play saw it, mm-hmm. then there's going to be some things. Because the other thing about the, uh, about Fences is uh,
0: Denzel and Viola Played were also in the, the play. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And won Tonys for that. And won Tonys for it, yes. That they didn't true. win Oscars, but, you know. Uh, but only one or two. Yeah, but um, should have been two for two. But hey, whatever. That is a whole nother conversation. Whole conversation for and a whole nother book and a whole nother library. You know, you know what I mean. But nonetheless, yes, looking forward to this. Um, I know how dialogue heavy also August Wilson plays are, and if if something is very well written, I mean, of course you're basing it on like uh uh, uh words that are already provided for you. You just have to uh, I don't know rewrite. How do they normally do that? Like those 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 uh, uh when they adapt plays do they essentially keep the same like script that they use on broadway or do they just or are they just like turn I mean, inter- like
1: it, it, so usually, how does it usually it kind of depends typically okay. they'll, they'll initially keep the same script right um as you and i both know they do like, test screen is for of films course. in a general sense. Of course. So sometimes things that work on uh, a stage don't necessarily work. Work on the, on the big on, screen. Yeah, you know what I mean? On, work on a big screen. Um, so, for instance, taking something like, say, Dreamgirls, which was originally a play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut out certain songs. They cut out certain, like, dance numbers because it takes away from the flow of the actual film got it um when it comes to fences they did rewrite certain things they just attributed everything to August Wilson and um the same things like for you know Ma Rainey's Black Bottom like they'll take out certain things Mm -hmm. just to help the flow of the film um but they might still attribute it to uh whoever initially wrote the play um so Denzel Washington because he's such a big fan of August Wilson he and he's producing all these films Mm Mm-hmm. In his mind, you know what I mean? He's going to attribute everything to August Wilson. Uh, usually they end up... Whoever ends up rewriting it ends up getting the writing credit for like the, the right. film uh, version of the play. Um, regarding how this film, like the piano lesson may work, because to help with like the flow of things, like things may actually change versus what you saw the play. And also because you have like the actors that were in the play, you want to give them at least something a little bit different to do because like, you know, it's slightly different. Um, it'll probably end up changing some, but knowing Denzel Washington, when you look at the writing credit, it's just going to say August Wilson.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that's is true. Yeah. Yeah, So we go, we gonna see how it shake. I don't, I I have faith in, in, in how this will probably turn out. And, you know, if it's gonna be for Netflix or if it's gonna be one of those where you know it'll be in theaters for a limited time, and oh, who knows? No, that's that's a that's a stretch. That's but. A tre- so it is going to Netflix. I, I'm you know let me double check, but okay. I'm
1: pretty sure it's going straight to Netflix. Okay,
0: uh, if it's not, you know, what I mean? mean because we know Netflix is already they have, their, their business model is still for their movies to go to their streaming platform. Period. I mean, look at uh, Glass Onion. It was only it only did what a week in theaters. Yeah, which I um, mean, it definitely should have. It definitely should have. Definitely should have done
1: more. Yeah, now I just got confirmation it's going to Netflix. Going to be on Netflix. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, shit. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I mean, you ain't gotta tell I me mean, twice. Uh, no, a thousand percent. I'm gonna watch. You it. gotta tell me you twice. I mean? I'm all in. You know, um, and those are just the confirmed uh, people in the cast right now. Are there any other anyone else who's who's going to be in the cast I'm besides those three?
1: I'm looking right now. Tell me, yeah,
0: John David, Sam L, Corey Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Brooks. Okay, hey, Daniel uh, Brooks, shout out her uh,
1: Trey Byers who played. Oh yeah, I know Trey Byers. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, April Mathis. Safe
0: oh, and Ray stuff. Fisher.
1: Ray Fisher, he played. Um, he plays cyborg in like the the DCU movies, but he also played. Um, if you saw the season of True Detective with uh, Mahershala Ali, I know who you're talking about. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a decent cast. It's yeah. a decent cast. Um, and like Shout I said, out Daniel
0: Brooks. Let's just you know, she, oh, she's, she's great. I mean, great actress. Great actress. Great actress. Great singer too. Yeah, she'd be I killing didn't know it on, she sang. And, yeah. yeah, I didn't know she sang. She was but. killing it in in uh, when she was Sophia on the in the play. Of Color Purple Oh wow Yeah Okay So But you know uh, Shout out to that cast Shout out to black people You know Putting other black people on Then jailing it Yeah
1: So that was actually Going to be the next thing I talked about I'm actually glad That you brought that up The whole Nepo baby thing
0: Uh huh I I get it
1: When it comes to white people Yes I had saw Marlon Wayans Do an interview Where he was like He was talking about How like His kids Is in film school his nephews and nieces is all in film school. He's like, whatever the next set of Wayne's like family do mm-hmm. is gonna be like ridiculous, and I was like, honestly, I respect that shit so much because you look at, I don't know how often this has ever happened to you, where it's like you watch like a TV show like a, um, a white person or whatever, and you're like, wow, this is like such a great actor mm-hmm. or actress, and you like look into what else they've done, and like the very first thing you see is like oh, this person is a son or family daughter tree. of, yay, yeah, you're like, this person is a son or daughter of, what's it called? Like, this shit happened to me with, like, Nick Cage, where I was like, oh, this thing is, like, the nephew of, of the Francis Coppola. Ford he's Coppola. A, he's in the Coppola family. He just decided name not to go by. Yeah, name yeah, is
0: literally Coppola. Yeah, he
1: decided not <laughs> to go by Coppola, and it's like, oh, okay, well, geez, glad you worked so hard to get there, you know, like, you know, and, you know, nothing against Nicholas Cage. We were talking about Obviously. him, like, in the last, like, episode or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm looking at like this piano Listen movie and I'm like, all right, like a lot of, especially in like our chat, we talk a lot about how uh, John David Washington might perceive his dad. We don't know John David Washington. You don't mm-hmm. know, we don't know exactly what that relationship is with his dad. Right. Uh, it Outside looking in, it looks like his relationship's a little bit better with his mom, but um, we don't necessarily know how his relationship is with his parents. Mm-hmm. That being said, a lot of talk, regarding prior to this whole nepo baby talk mm-hmm. regarding john david washington was like oh yeah like he definitely fucks with his mom more uh he he worked hard to build his own name up without mm-hmm. acting like he was actually denzel's son um and a lot of people were saying like oh denzel doesn't necessarily respect like john david washington right. like as whoop, whoop. that's why he's like kind of doing this and i feel like all right, he's getting a lot of rave reviews for like piano lesson on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing a movie. Not only is he doing a movie that's produced by his dad, but his brother is directing it. It's kind of like, all right, let's let's put all that shit to bed. At the end of the day, Denzel wants to see his family succeed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Denzel understands like he's Denzel, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to put his family on. Like like I, was, I don't think Denzel's on Twitter and sees what the fuck niggas are saying. Oof. I don't I'm, think I'm so. pretty positive he's not. Is he, he on like one
0: of KD burners or something? <laughs>
1: nah, I, I I very much so. If he was, that'd be crazy. <laughs> uh, but you know, like like this is this is what I like to see from like you know black families. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know black actors that's like in the industry. Um,
0: I, I I kind of. Who opened doors for their for people, man? That's let's just let just easy. Yeah, like I that, they don't, that, they're not gonna make them do the whole, oh, pull your I had to figure it out. So do you shit. Yeah, like man, I come on with that. Yeah, and, and you
1: know what? And I think to an extent, like make sure they work, obviously, of right? Course. Like, like uh John David Washington was on Ballers. Like he was on the entirety uh uh-huh. probably like the first right up until the last season of Ballers. I, I barely had an idea That that was Denzel's son Oh okay. Yeah like I, I wasn't Fully aware that that was Denzel's son Okay And then when he did like Fucking um The Spike Lee movie Black Handsman Then it was like oh They were kind of Actively talking about it and Then it was like mm. oh okay Like okay So you're definitely Denzel's son Um And then of course They did the last season of ball, And then they moved on But All that being said like John David Washington almost had to put in the work. It wasn't like yes. Denzel necessarily put him on initially. Right. Um, which, you know, that would have been cool, but it wasn't like Denzel necessarily put him on initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but John David Washington made sure like he did that all that work. And right. I'm I'm pretty positive if Malcolm Washington is directing the film, Malcolm Washington must have put in the work himself. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um so so I, I feel like and we talked about this on a Miseducated podcast once, but I feel like when you put in the work, being a nepo baby doesn't necessarily matter because it's like you're qualified. Because you actually are qualified. You know what I'm saying? You have, like,
0: the, you have like, the resume, you have the filmography, you have the credits.
1: Exactly. Like, so so for, for taking an example of you or I, right? Like, okay, I'm learning to make films. You sit and watch a bunch of films. If we get put in a position where it's like we've done all this work, we clearly know a bunch of shit about films. Like you know what makes what constitutes a good film to get people to sit in the seat and watch it. Mm-hmm. I know what constitutes making just a film in a general sense. Mm-hmm. You're you're in a position to help people make films, like produce films or whatever. I'm in a position to make films. If you or I are making films. Are are we and we put other people on that we know personally that we can teach them these skills? Like, are we creating nepo babies? Are we creating like opportunities, or are we just helping out people just that, that are we think are qualified because mm-hmm. we're qualified? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, I, you know, I, that's that's just my little rant on yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, nepo yeah. babies and stuff. Like, you know, I'm glad to see. Denzel Washington kind of kind put in the bed 100%. that little conversation of like, oh, do we actually love his kids right, right, right. <laughs> or not? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but moving forward, talking about loving your kids yeah. or not loving your kids or even loving your family. <laughs> uh, there's a show on Netflix. On
0: Netflix, speaking of. <laughs> of speaking
1: course. of, uh, I don't know if you heard about any of the controversies surrounding uh, some of the people in the show. Uh-huh. Uh we could yeah. maybe talk about that a little bit but I guess let's talk about the show first and then you know kind of move forward. Okay. Uh show beef yes. on Netflix. A24 uh, production by the way. Yeah, oh my god. Oh my Go god. Go ahead. Moving forward. <laughs> uh it's a, a you know um have you seen it? I've seen most of it. Okay. But you haven't finished the the whole series. No. Okay. What episode are you on?
0: 5. Oh shit. Oh wow. Okay, what about you? I finished. Didn't you finish it? Oh, I no. finished
1: it, like you know. And the the day I started watching
0: it, oh, okay. I finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually liked it a lot. Oh uh, no the in in the episodes that I watched, I mean, I I was watching it more. You know, I didn't binge them. I wasn't trying to binge them. I wanted to try to make it like a, to put it in there with the rest of my TV. So I'm like spacing all of my shows yeah. out. I, I I I'll tell you this. I
1: I had thought. When I initially watched it, in my mind, it was like, okay, I need to watch it because it, I was like, at any point, Corey's gonna hit me up, like we're gonna record next week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, let me make sure I got all this shit done. Yeah. Um, so I ended up like initially like starting it thinking, like, okay, we'll talk about a little bit of it, and then just binge it in a single day because I was like, oh, that's actually like right up my alley. Right. Um
0: But uh so far, how are you liking it? Oh man, I thought it I think it's a really, really good show. I love the intensity behind it. Um Steven Young okay. and, and Ali Wong. Ali that, Wong, yeah. Um are great they're great on the uh, yes. great chemistry. Um um Steven Young is is I mean, he's been a star since I've been watching him via The Walking Dead. Yes. Um so just seeing his star rise more over the years. Which I knew was going to happen. Even walk, watch him in The Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, this guy here is is he's going to be something in Hollywood. Um, Seeing him and Ali Wong, you know, freaking hate each other and like bringing out the the worst in each other's characters. Yeah, really have beef. uh, Yeah, for real beef. Uh, Bringing out the literal worst in each other's characters. I mean, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Episode one was fantastic, like off top. So um, I I most especially liked. liked Steven Yeun's uh when he called her on the phone and he was giving her like, you know, I'm a you know, I'm a dangerous guy. Don't yeah. fuck, don't you know <laughs> you can't fuck with me. I do the fucking <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, "Oh no, this is this is about to be one of those shows and I've been freaking locked in um really since the show came out, I just didn't want to sit and binge it all at once." Because yeah, that's, I'm like that's I knew I knew it was going to be a good show and I knew I was going to want want to watch it like on a more episodic, week-by-week basis. Yeah, wh- wh-
1: what did you call it? Um, appointment TV? Appointment TV. Appointment TV. Yeah. I think Beef would have benefited better from Appointment it's a, mm-hmm. It's a limited series, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I won't spoil how it ends. Um, But it, it, it was marketed as a limited series, and they're, they're, they've already said, like, when they submit it for, like, awards and stuff, it's going to mm-hmm. be a limited series. Uh, but... Having watched the full thing, I think Beef would have fully benefited from being um, more so appointment Mm -hmm. TV. Week-by-week basis. Yeah, week-by-week basis. Which Netflix does do with some of the shows. With some of the shows, yeah. Yeah, but I I think Beef would have... I don't know if they do it with many... Because they do it mostly with like reality shows. Reality shows on there, yeah. I think Beef would have benefited from being um, one of their few narrative shows Mm -hmm. that is like okay week by week or Mm -hmm. at the very least like we dropped three episodes this week okay next week we're only gonna drop two the week afterwards like we're just gonna do one 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 Mm -hmm. one or whatever um just because of the way especially when you get to a a, past a certain point Mm -hmm. uh you start to see like okay like there's like a a bigger not necessarily a bigger story that Mm -hmm. you guys are kind of trying to tell but like when I get towards a climax, it's like, okay, you, you guys are really like doing something that if I was watching week to week, right, it would probably entice me like to be more excited to watch week to week.
0: That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that makes for sense. sure. Um, no, I think the show, um, I, I knew it was, I mean, I know there are probably people out there like, oh, my God, we need a season two. No, I haven't even finished it. And I'm like, it doesn't need a season two. Not everything needs more than one season. Yeah. That's it. I know. I used to be guilty of that too. If a show was so good, I needed more of it. Yeah. But I, I, I quickly learned from some of the limited series that were turned into regular series. Oh my god! Like actually, you know what? This would have been fine after one season. You're talking about Big Little Lies. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Big Little Lies. That's, that's one. Definitely one. Um. But yeah, um The Beef is Beef is Beef is pretty good over the episodes I've seen. I know you've already finished it. Yeah. Um I'll finish it though like relatively soon probably either this week or next. You know, just giving myself a little bit more time to watch all of my shows at once versus trying to watch as many shows as I can and then yeah. binge a show, binge a brand new show. I've been learning to make everything on a like appointment TV even if it isn't one of those shows that yeah. was that was designed to be that way. That, I probably got to actually start doing that. Yeah. Cause, cause my I like issue... binging certain things. Don't get me wrong. Shit, yeah, I'm a millennial like everybody else. But certain shows be so good, man, that I don't want to finish it right away. I want to give it a little bit more time to breathe. Yeah, that's fair. Because cause <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, bro. For me personally, like now
1: that Snowfall's done, mm-hmm. Barry's kind of On... in the process of being done— even like succession, like if I get all the way caught up on succession uh succession, uh that's about to be done like in terms of like a weekly show that I'm watching that I'm like, Okay, this is like something this this is like some yeah. some heat. Yeah. It's not a lot left for me, so you know, like you gotta, you gotta like really give yourself that opportunity to mm-hmm. treat it like it's appointment TV. Yep. So I, I, I might need to start doing that.
0: Oh man, and it, yeah, it just also just gives you more time to watch more things versus trying to, trying to binge true. everything all at once in one sitting. Yeah. It gives you more time to watch other stuff. Yeah, you know, so that's why I'm 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 heavy on that. But beef will be finished. That's for sure. Okay, like the beef in the show, it hopefully gets finished at some point. Because they are nuts, bro. That shit is. What, what's the last <laughs> thing you saw in the show? Uh, shit, I can't remember because I haven't. I didn't watch it this past week.
1: Okay, it's been a minute. So huh?
0: yes, yeah, i probably been about two weeks. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so, you, you don't got to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I'll put it like this: it it gets it,
1: it gets, beef, more, it gets even beef? more intense. I never had no beef with nobody the way they got beef with each other
0: i i and I know a lot of it is is their own internal shit that they that they've been dealing with, and you know of course you 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 always project stuff that you do yeah
1: yeah, so there there's definitely an aspect of like a beef you have with yourself uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, Or or your
0: circumstances in life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at my job, my particular job right now, um, you know, I work at a few different places. And Mm -hmm. there's one particular place that I work where I'm like, the customers that come into this particular place, they tend to, like, just be having issues that are going on in their regular Uh lives to where anytime I speak to them, they'll say shit, like, they'll be going off, they'll be yelling, they'll be pissed. And then... They'll always like after every like two or three sentences, they're like, "But it's not your fault." I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm going Lord. off on you. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's nothing to do with you. But I'm just frustrated because of this, that, and the third. And I'm always like, you know, you know, at my particular job, I'm like, you know, vent, talk, you know, mm-hmm. say what you got to say. Yeah, this is all I can do for you. you right. Know what I mean, if if you need something more, I'll put you through to somebody that can do something more. Mm-hmm. But it, I I tend to get that a lot at one particular place versus other places. And I feel like with the show Beef, because I happen to, like, start watching at this particular place, uh, I realized, like, okay, like, it, this, this is just something that just happens with people. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's okay to an extent, but, you know, they, they, the beef that these two characters have with each other is, like, you guys really have a beef with, e- like, yourselves? Yes. And it's just manifesting itself with a beef with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but before we get out of here, okay. have you have you heard the controversy? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I I don't know the guy's name. I can't think of his name. Off the top I don't. Of I don't yet. remember his name either. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard it. it. It it it. I I don't know if so. He fabricated doing that, or he 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 actually, fabricated a
1: story that's a very heinous story. Of course, very heinous. Uh, he was trying to. Yeah, he was trying to be, I guess, funny on a podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't necessarily work. Uh, what's funny actually is when, when I heard about that, I was like, damn, I wonder if people ever listen to us on Miseducated and think like, oh, these niggas are crazy. But I was also like, nah, right. I, don't, I don't necessarily think so, because we weren't really talking too crazy on no. Miseducated. It was, it was Miseducated, but it was not Miseducated.
0: Yeah, there, uh, was, there was a little, yeah, there was some, some, some facts in there. Yeah, there was a there was yeah, there some was, facts there, there was and like lot, you could yeah. listen
1: to the show and, and definitely see that weird. We we didn't go as far as this person. I'll I'll say that. Yes. Um whose name I, I can't quite remember but he played the cousin on um beef. On beef. Yeah. Yeah, he played the cousin on Beef. Uh and I think where a lot of the controversy is coming from is like they kind of said that he's getting help or something like they they kind of recognized mm-hmm. that he was saying some wild shit and now he's getting help. But then like I guess they got Stephen Young on on a podcast, like laughing to some of the shit that he's saying. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Mm. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. So, so here's what I say. I haven't listened to to what Tism said. Right. I haven't Me listened neither. to like the podcast or nothing like that. Same. I don't um, plan on going to listen to some. I, I don't think I'm going to listen to it. I'm not gonna defend Stephen Young at all. None, I don't know none. the context of of what that was right um I know at the time it was being said things certain things were a bit more normalized mm-hmm. to being funny, especially in um this space that we're in right now, right you know right, what I'm right. saying uh that might have seemed okay at the time
0: um. I don't personally Yeah, there's certain things I don't joke about. Exactly. Well, I joke about a lot of things, but 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 assault in any way is, is it's not It is not.
1: Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. Um I even think like even though I was just uh, um, not even a couple minutes ago just saying like we was just on another podcast talking crazy. Uh even on that podcast mm-hmm. there was certain like there were certain things we just never talked we about. It never, it, talked, it never exactly. came up in certain topics and certain things that even if we did talk about it wasn't in a joking manner. Nope. And if certain people talked about certain things in a joking manner, like we certain, you know, we all talked, like we all like, press that person or yes. whatever, you know what I mean? Yes. And yes. which is very rare. Yeah. Very, very rare. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I say, and it definitely wasn't about what the fuck this nigga was joking about. Right. Uh, in that, that particular scenario. So, uh, yeah. Which is tough. I mean, going back to the last episode, I guess. Uh, With uh jonathan majors, majors you know what i mean yeah, yeah it you know regarding the, i guess creed 3 right mm-hmm. i guess sometimes it's tough when you like watch a show and it's, it's very good
0: yeah you know what i mean because yep. i think
1: beef is is very very good. very good i think beef is actually a very good show i, I talk a lot of shit about twenty four, but i think um beef is like one of their better like anything that they've ever done mm-hmm. you know what i mean like beef is very very good uh but it it sucks when one of the people mm, involved in involved something involved just, just kind of Overshadows the work that everyone else is exactly yeah, that's exactly that's all I was saying
0: yeah
1: and and i know there's like been a lot of shit on steven yen cuz they they feel like he's kind of laughing at whatever mm-hmm. old dude was talking about i haven't listened to that particular thing so i'm not going to defend steven yen nope but i will say there's definitely times um i don't i Recently, I haven't been involved in this, and I won't speak for you. But I don't know if recently you've been involved. In this. But there's times where people are in situations where somebody says something that might be like fucked up or awkward, and they might just laugh to kind of mm-hmm. like move forward. Yeah. Um, not saying that's exactly what's happened with Stephen Young, but right. I'm just saying like that, especially at that time, because it's like 2010, maybe even earlier, wow. 2012, right. 11. So that that could have been a situation, maybe not. Whatever. All I'm saying is. That's that's a particularly good show. One or maybe even two or three people are ruining like the enjoyment of that mm-hmm. show, and I feel like compared, like similarly to Jonathan Major's like particular situation, mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes it's hard when you see one or two or even three people ruining something that you kind of enjoyed, mm-hmm. and you can't even necessarily enjoy you it really anymore. Really enjoy it that way anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if if we see. Going back to the Creed Three thing, right? If you watch a Michael B. Jordan interview where he's talking about directing the movie, and he's talking about Michael, um, I'm sorry, Jonathan Majors fighting mm-hmm. or swinging on somebody, it's like now you're gonna go back and watch that interview and be like, okay, bro, like that's 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 crazy, yeah. Considering who the fuck Jonathan Majors could potentially
0: be, right? Exactly. Um, be accused yeah,
1: yeah, and mm-hmm. same thing regarding like you know beef. Uh, hopefully, all this gets figured out. But, uh, you know, we'll definitely see.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I did not know about you just shared new information to me about Steven Young uh, apparently like trying to laugh or if, if laugh or laughing at all or whatever. Nonetheless, nigga got a key key out of it. So. Yeah, he got a key key out of it. <laughs> he got a key key out of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I ain't making no excuses for nobody. Um, Absolutely. Not. Yeah, or, and once again, I'm not making no excuses no, for I know this you're not. Um, So. Yeah, it it's just really unfortunate when you got a bunch of a bunch of assholes who are involved in a project that, you know, had been received so well and now their, you know, bad decisions, bad, you know, choices that they made overshadow something that was so good. Yeah. You know? And and the other thing too, I'll say like all so you know
1: like the the title cards, mm-hmm. all the paintings or whatever, that that the dude who said the shit, you know what I mean? Those are all his paintings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, and and the one big thing I would do want to say is, um, the person who created the show, mm-hmm. the person who wrote the show, right, is not he wasn't on any of those podcasts, he wasn't necessarily involved in it, and the character that the person that's playing the character that we're talking about, he's not like a major major part of the show, right, correct. So I hope this doesn't take away from your enjoyment of the show. Because I, I once again I, I do feel like it is a very very good show, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we can go back in the uh, A24 archives and find other people that probably did worse than this dude, right? You know what I mean? Like actually did some of the shit that he might have been saying to. Me. Yep. Oh,
0: uh, man, I, you can if you go digging in in most of these people's past, you're bound to find. You, you know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah. And and it will probably say some of those projects have like either. Won awards Or been like acclaimed And stuff like that So mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't Take away from like Your enjoyment of the show Because it is genuinely A very good show Right But You know what I mean Like these are some things That I wish I probably Would have known Prior to me Prior Benji. to prior yeah. Same same way If I had known This stuff about Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. Prior to me watching Like Creed 3 You know what I mean I might have thought About the film A little bit a little, differently A little differently You yeah. know what I mean Like as much as I I, I think we talked about it And you know we all enjoyed, like, Michael B. Jordan's directing. Yes. Probably. The most. May, maybe not the most. Maybe not the most. Let's, let's be honest. I, I know for me particularly, I, I definitely enjoyed Jonathan Major's performance a sure, lot. yeah. But But the way I the think film was directed was was, was. was really, really good. And yeah. I think I would have probably focused more so on that prior, you know, outside of Jonathan Major's mm-hmm. performance. You know what I mean? Like, had I known going into it. Right, right, right. Um, you know what I mean? So, that, yeah, once again, that being said. Hopefully this doesn't take away from your enjoyment of the actual show.
0: Um, I I still think you should finish the show. Okay, but um,
1: it's just tough, man.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough whenever you know something like this happens, and you, you're in a process of of watching the show or listening to an album or go, you're ah, about to go man. watch a movie, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's always tough. But you know, we stand on the side of the right. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which is which is um which is key. It's very key, very important, uh, especially in, not even just in this day and age, but like regarding like just a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be the motherfucker supporting
0: mm-hmm.
1: supporting the wrong motherfucker. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that's been supported the wrong motherfuckers being on the wrong side, thinking they was on the right side until they found out how wrong they were, and now they look fucking dumb. So you know, y'all know who y'all are out there. But uh, yeah, man. So I'll, I'll get around to finishing the show. Probably. I'm, I mean,
1: I, I think you should, and like even, even on the aspect of like you know, you know, we'll say this and then close or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, supporting like the raw motherfucker, and like you realize, you know, too late that you're supporting the raw motherfucker. A lot of times, I feel like regarding, especially, um, film and TV, because mm-hmm. you know, as we say all all the time on this podcast, like, right. Niggas have been watching yep. Niggas will continue to niggas watch gonna
0: continue to do that And
1: niggas are watching Always But there's a lot of things we watch A lot of people we supported That aren't necessarily like the best people mm-hmm. to support Best people outside of You know what of, I'm saying? Uh, um, a lot I I brought up uh, Casey Affleck earlier in the show because like that's obviously Ben Affleck's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck directed him in the film. Uh, Casey Affleck won an award, but Casey Affleck was a- accused of. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, so I, I'll say allegedly because I'm not a thousand percent sure, okay. but he he was accused and allegedly you know did mm-hmm. do some very like heinous things to a young woman. Joaquin Phoenix was also accused of, of doing the exact same thing. However, Joaquin Phoenix wasn't mm. considered to be in the same boat as Casey Affleck. Um Casey Affleck won an award over Denzel Washington for Fences. Yo, for mind DJ you. Fences. Um But that said, you know what I'm saying? Like like being two people that do a podcast like this, there's a lot of people that we used to root for that ended up being like ended up turning out to be like some really fucked up type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just benefits us doing this podcast to be on the right side of history yep. and to be on the right side of like, you know, supporting people and also to to talk about things truthfully
0: because yeah. I feel
1: like uh, regarding uh, Jonathan Majors, like we spent, yeah. we said it last episode, but we spent realistically- a lot of Realistically, if if you go back to more than a few of our episodes, we talked a lot about Jonathan Majors. Talked about like a lot about how much like we fucked with him. Yeah, for and, sure. Um,
0: oh, and yeah.
1: it it just bears. It, it it's important for us, like I know. Granted, you know, obviously we're on the podcast talking about shit. That's all the podcast, but mm-hmm. it's important for us to talk about, like you know. W- these people in both lights, if that makes right, sense. Of you know what I'm saying? Of course. Um, and as, as being fans, like obviously Harvey Weinstein dropped a lot of movies that we're probably big fans of mm-hmm. that we got to kind of talk about Harvey Weinstein in a completely different light than we probably would have talked about him in like 10, or 15 years ago.
0: Yep.
1: Um. So yeah, yeah. I know. I know that people are probably going to listen to this episode and be like, <laughs> yo, these niggas are talking about a whole lot of... <laughs> Almost random shit, but like just like some low-key real shit.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they are. But they'll listen. Yeah. They'll listen. Yeah. They'll listen. And we always appreciate y'all listening out there. A
1: thousand percent. Absolutely. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? I mean, me and Corey, we were gone for like six weeks mm-hmm. and you know, you know, we had to come back and we had to give y'all the best possible back to back episodes absolutely. that we could. Um Fingers crossed we're going to be back Yeah, next week. At some point, yeah. No promises, no, no promises, promises. No promises, no but promises. But we we'll be back very soon, you very know what soon. I mean? We're not going to take a, uh, another six-week break. No, sir. Uh, oh, this was episode 32? 30- 32. Two?
0: Yep. 32, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson.
1: Yeah, our engineers uh, went up and through it. The
0: 32, 32, 32. Is that's that? That's, that's it. You sure? I'm I'm positive. Okay. Yeah. Where
1: can the people find you?
0: On Twitter and on IG, y'all know where to find me. Where can they find you? Deanie Bus only on IG. That's because yeah. by the time
1: this episode drops, Twitter is gone. He think
0: Twitter is going to be? Dead. Twitter is
1: not, is not an is not an app. It's not <laughs> something you can log into. It's just a, a a faint memory. It's
0: just yeah. It's in the in the in the past now.
1: Yeah. All right. Per him, make yeah. make sure y'all niggas watch. Yeah, we'll catch y'all eventually. Yeah, we're gonna catch y'all eventually. That All part. right, that p-
0: knife <laughs> knife. Take us out, please. <laughs> Whoop, niggers, saw it
1: now. niggas
0: talking. Welcome to Niggers watching. Niggas saw it now. niggas talking. Welcome to Niggers watching. Niggas saw it now. niggas talking. Talk. Welcome to